folks to the second half of Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM kicking off in about 15 minutes the uh, Arsenal game is on and I mean it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one because we really don't know what 
you know, what Aston Villa side are going to turn up this evening because they need to win as much as Arsenal. They need to try and kind of uh, get a bit of momentum going again. They were starting off very, very well this season, but have uh, stumbled a little bit as the fixtures have been piling up. Of course, there is a lot of American football on at the moment. Most uh, games, the early start this Sunday, are all at the end of the uh, first half, so at the end of the second period. A uh, quick rundown through them. The Falcons 17-3 up against the Broncos. The Bills 17-7 up against the Seahawks. The Titans from Tennessee 3-0 up against the Bears. That's a quite a good one there. It's very, very tight, but it's going to be interesting. It's 7-all between the Colts and Ravens, the Panthers and Chiefs. Panthers leading 14-6. That's a good one for them because they are having not a great season. And the Chiefs, of course, the reigning Super Bowl champions, Mm, it could be an interesting one there. Uh, the Lions and the Vikings. The Vikings leading that one 13-3. And one of the uh, Tank Fest. New York joins 10-3 up against the Washington team that can be or will be named later. The Texans and the Dra- Jaguars. The Texans leading away from home 13-7. That's another Tank Fest. The Texans are 1-6 and, and Jaguars are 1-6. and six. Now, we're going to move from that to uh, something that we've wanted to cover for a little while here. We do speak about it. We do kind of look at it. Um, but we wanted to get a bit of expertise on to kind of help guide us and to, to um, set up for a really, really important fifth segment. Okay? A really important fifth segment. We're seeing what's happened now with Artyom Duba. Right now on the screen, I'm just looking up here on the Moscow 24 uh, review that he's been kicked off the Russian team because he was they're calling like an intimate pose or an intimate release that he he was caught but we know what he was doing um, on camera. Suppo- or, well, not supposedly, it was a fact. He's been ostracised. People turning on him, calling him this, that and the other because he's a captain of the national team. The amount of pressure that man is under now, because he's always been under pressure, um, and the, the, the crap he's taken for this, online especially from lots of keyboard warriors who couldn't kick snow off a rope, they're abusing him. So it's a fine line between this kind of nonsense going on and uh, when it finally he you know, can't take any more. Uh, we saw it very, very recently, just, um, just about two weeks ago, a 17-year-old Malawian footballer, Jeremy Whiston, he was released by Man City, and... Um, Instead of, you know, trying to just get through it and sort of understanding it, he unfortunately took his own life. Uh, What can we do? How can sport help and how can fitness help to uh, improve our mental health? Uh, With me to discuss that in our usual format, I have Isult Cody, I have Andrew Flint, and from Ireland, also from Ireland, because Isult's in Ireland as well, uh, we have Justin McDermott from the Jigsaw Charity, which is doing amazing work. Um, Isult, I'm going to start with you at the moment. Um, an awful lot of pressure on young athletes, younger and younger and younger, to succeed. When they don't succeed, it's it's awful. I mean, what you know, what what, what can we do? And you know, what cases have you seen where it's really you know boiled over? Um, I suppose the first thing I would say from a legal point of view is there's a duty of care, and I think you cannot expect where you think of those athletes who don't make the grade at professional level, there's a huge pressure on them because a lot of them have devoted a lot of their teenage years. Yes, clubs are now becoming more diligent in terms of football and rugby in encouraging them to ensure they're gaining an education as well. But they don't prepare them. While you're preparing them for a life outside football, you're not preparing them for that level of rejection because they're at an age where, I don't know about you, but like, I wouldn't take that level of rejection well at my age, let alone in your teenage years. And I think 
there needs to be, I know clubs in particular, Arsenal, I remember listening to um, a few members of the Arsenal backroom squad talking about how they prepare players and actually Jerry Flannery, an Irish um, former rugby player, was involved at one stage there and how they prepare for the imminent fact that half of the numbers at the academy won't make it there, another half, another quarter won't make it in football. And it's it's a case of you need to put in place structures so that young people have something to look to or somewhere to be more positive about. And I think that falls down. People see it at elite level, but that falls down to a club team if you're not making the first team. There's so much pressure to be at a certain level. And I think we often we put too much on young people, expecting them to understand that it's not a marker of your success in life, whether or not you're making a team. It yeah. may affect how you feel, but... Yeah, exactly. It's not to be all and end all. Um, Andrew Flint, um, I mean, people were, were, were slamming Man City's academy for failure and so on and so forth. But uh, football academies do have support services for players who are released. Um, but how much is enough? And as Isol mentioned, are we doing enough in terms of a duty of care for our young athletes? Well... Uh, it's very hard to say because there are so many, so many levels of academies nowadays. I think there are some good examples out there. Um, I'd like to point out a particular club in Spain that I think are doing unbelievable work at the moment. Um, based out near Malaga, it's a Malaga City Academy set up by former Norwich City youth player who suffered injury at the age of 16, 17 when he was on the verge of breaking into the first team squad and he could have suffered from serious, serious rejection issues and getting over injury problems. Uh, and this club, they started out in the seventh tier of Spanish football three years ago. Um, they started out just with one team. They now have an under-23 team with players from all over the world and they're basically giving them a route back into football. You mentioned the tragic incident of the Manchester City youth player who took his own life after being released. Well, a lot of that comes down to, like you say, it's all or nothing. It's one chance. And if you're released, that's it. Well, if you give a route back into football, um, then that's the way for that's the way forward. And in any sport, it's true. Yeah. So there's, there certainly are good examples out there. But across the board, I'm not sure if I can really answer that fully, but possibly not everywhere. Okay. No, listen, no, I'm, I'm with you on that, Andrew. Um, Justin, first of all, you're very welcome to the show this evening. Uh, I should say welcome back to Russian media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Listen, you're, yeah, out, yeah, yeah. you're out in beautiful Gurt out in County Galway. Um, mm. Now, I mean, I, I, it's something that here on the show and when we had, during lockdown, we discussed it a lot um, and the benefits of fitness and the benefits of exercise, the benefits of sport and how sport is, you know, for us in the community is very important. Um, mm. But can you just, you know, elaborate just... What 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 are the, the 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 prevalence of these you know kind of suicidal ideation or these issues for, in mental mental health for uh, young athletes? Because for example, in the NCAA in America, the university system, they had a study for nine years that of four hundred seventy seven student deaths, thirty five were suicide. So how prevalent mm. is it, and you know should we be very very worried? Well, I think we need, we need to firstly be be very aware that um, uh, when we talk about young people and the mental health, really, mental health is the chronic health affliction of youth. If if if, if um, uh, and certainly would be our uh, our uh, position on it, because if you look at let's say some statistics that we would have uh, about let's say the number of, of of adults who would have been 
um, diagnosed with a mental illness, that um, 75% of them or over 75% of those adults would have first become symptomatic of, of uh, beginning to develop some of those mental health challenges before the ages of 25. So so what we certainly know, and, and that's not just in the Irish context, certainly internationally, that, that mental health is the chronic health issue for young people. Um, and certainly in uh, in an Irish context, uh, and I'm sure, again, this is, this is international, but you know, we hear a lot of people talk about, you know, we're, we're progressing into a mental health crisis. Well, for you, for young people, and certainly our perspective would be in, in Ireland that we're, we're not going near a mental health crisis. We are absolutely in it um, that there needs to be a um, there needs to be a kind of a root and branch um, change of opinion um, in terms of how we address and deal with and, and, and converse around mental health. And I was very interested in what Isol said there at the beginning around, you know, elite sport, I think actually, um, uh, and certainly it'd be, it'd be Jigsaw's perspective that uh, we need to bring um, the conversation about mental health, understanding mental health uh, back much younger um, and we need to open up those conversations a lot more and also what we need to do is that we need to uh, within you know sporting organizations no matter where they are need to realize that that the people who are um, who are on the cold face at, at all levels from from the youngest up to elite sport have a really uh, incredible responsibility to um, to supporting the young people in their care and I think one of the things that we work with a lot of um, sporting bodies here in Ireland is to start to incorporate some of that mental health training and awareness for coaches uh, at all level um, so that they begin to understand the role of responsibility that that, um, that they play at, at every stage in, in an athlete's uh, journey. Um, and like that, all of this is, is, is all based on, on research that we have ourselves in terms of the role that adults play in um, in supporting young people's mental health. And I think the most the most prime example of, of, of those supportive adults and where those adults lie and those influential adults are certainly in the life of, of an athlete, um, no matter what stage they're at in that, in, that, in that journey. So we do a lot of work and we believe that that's a really important area to focus our energies on to begin those conversations and changing attitudes. Again, changing attitudes, that's again something, <laughs> it's, it's something that is so, so important. Um, Isolt, um Looking just at the, I just say the fitness, okay? Because you, you of course, you work out, you watch sports and so on. How much, for example, during the lockdown, did working out and you know, kind of even talking about sports help you kind of get a nice balance, as well as having a great dog and a great partner and a lovely place to live in? Well, I actually look. I'm not going to prioritise them in list of favourites, but my gym time is by far the highlight of it. My interactions. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm extremely fortunate and on a number of fronts, but the main one I think for me is that I've, from quite a young age, and just listening to what Justin was saying there, I went to a boarding school. A big part of our sco- of our school time for the boarding half was that we were very drilled on you do a certain amount of outdoor time, a certain amount of sports. You don't even have to do sports at certain parts of the day. You had to be outdoors. Go for a walk was a big thing. And it was rather than, I suppose, in some schools or young people, it it can cause you to be isolated. But a big thing for me has always been get outdoors, especially during the lockdown. To me, that was the thing that instilled a moment of panic when they limited how far we could go. Because I'm going, I like to get outside. I like to go for a walk. I don't run. Exercise and mental health go hand in hand. Um, I'm past an age where I do team sports. So there's none of that being selected for a team but I can choose what I train and I think particularly in lockdown I noticed people on Instagram people even in my estate who I don't think had been out running before 
um, suddenly out, getting outdoors, going for runs, putting up there. I know it was a big thing in Ireland, putting up there, doing 5K, nominating five people to do 5K. And you suddenly realise how intrinsic outdoor time, exercise and a fit body is to helping. It doesn't cure anything, but having that ability to get outdoors and give yourself endorphins and do some exercise is so important. Okay. That coupled with the right supports, as Justin was saying, when you're playing team sports, recognising the difficulties people may be going through. Okay. Okay. Um, Andrew Flint, of course, we're foreigners in a foreign land. Um, how important is sports for you to kind of not just integrate into the community, but also to, to get that kind of build up a support network mm. and to mentally uh, stay, stay, stay on track? That was absolutely critical. I can relate to a lot of what he sort of said. I, I went to a boarding school as well, um, and there, daily sport was just a given. Here, um, like you say, when you come to another country, um, it can be very hard to integrate in. My, I've lived here for over a decade now, and my language skills are still not fully developed, shall we say. Um, but I, I play five-side football with a group of friends. We have a chat on, on WhatsApp, on Viber, and... You know, I, I love my working life. I, I have a, I'm very fortunate as well. I have a family, I have a home, I have a job. Um, but just having those little pockets of escape and, and pushing yourself in a physical sense, just distracting yourself from everything else, that's all I look at it as. And people have to work hard to engineer that time in their schedules, I think. Um, but sport, I think, is just absolutely critical on so many levels for that. Um, swimming pools are one of the few things that stayed open here um, in Chumen. Um My my elder daughter swims regularly, and that's that's something that she's been able to keep going. My younger daughter plays tennis. Those things are both have, have carried on going. Without those, it puts unbelievable strain. Um, but it's helped me immensely here. Okay. Uh, again, uh, I mean, just we're all talk, reading off the same page. Uh, Justin, be, the, the final word with you before we go out to the break, and of course you'll be staying with us for the next segment. Um, mm. You know, how how important, for example, uh, to keep active ourselves as adults? Because in the next section, we're going to speak about young people, but us sort of more aged people. Well, I'll speak for myself. Us older people, how important is it to, to stay active? Well, staying active is, is one of the key components for uh, good mental well-being, for maintaining your, your mental health. And actually, it's it's interesting, just both what Andrew and Esau have said. I, I, think, I think there's what we have done when it comes to physical activity and, and getting active and how important it is, is that we have... We have um, created it as as another, and what I mean by that is like you know, uh, for example, uh, I have to go to that spin class to get my exercise that thirty minutes, and yet I'll drive to that spin class even though spin class is, is only a kilometer away from me. I think what we've done is that we have we have taken the simple act of movement. Um, out of our lives because we become much more sedentary. And I think all the, the impacts and results of that then is that you have people who have got heightened anxiety, heightened stress, um, um, low mood and so on. And I think oftentimes when, when and I just know from my, from my own experience, because I'm involved in, in both an athletic club and in, in a, a GA club here, that... Um, uh, that that it's like I, I have to go to do do my my gym or my my training session uh, two or three times a week, but at the same time I'll drive to the shop where the shop is is very close. And I think if we start to begin to inco- incorporate that movement again into our um, into our daily lives, I think that, that that instead of it being an other, it's something that we just do, which we used to do. And I'm you know I didn't go 
to uh, uh, I didn't go to boarding school. I went to your running your mill uh, Catholic uh, boys school in, in <laughs> West Ireland. But um, uh, like that, you know, we walked to school and um, we walked home from school. We played, you know, soccer or hurling, whatever it was at lunchtime. Um, you know, we we we, tra- we traveled everywhere. Whereas now it, it it's 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 fundamentally changed, and that's not that's not really. The fault of young people is the fault of everybody that we become much more sedentary and reliant on um, uh, on on making things as convenient as possible. Whereas if we incorporate that movement back into our lives, it does have a profound impact. Because again, we are uh, we are animals um, that uh, that work best when we move. We're, we don't work best when we're sedentary, and that does have a pro- pronounced impact um, on our mental health. So yeah, the more we can incorporate movement and sports, because I would see them as, as kind of two separate things, I think that we uh, we'll begin to see the benefits to ourselves. And of course, we can't support anyone else's mental health unless we're supporting our own. And that's that's as much for parents as it is for young people. And so, yeah, look, I I think it's really important that we begin to to remember how important movement uh, and getting out and going for the walks and walking to the shop instead of driving, as well as participating in your sport is so important. Okay, so thank you guys for that. Uh, Justin's going to stay with us. We'll be back to him just after the break. Um, Folks, again, it's always possible. As uh, this song was going to say, call on me. So call people, get in contact with people. Never, ever think that you're alone in all of this. Uh, Going out to the break with Eric Pride's Call On Me. I'm back with Justin McDermott after the break. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Capital FM. Пять лет. В честь праздника мы запускаем акцию Day 5. Day 5. Give me five. Хочешь получить беспроводные наушники, планшет, умные часы или даже крутой смартфон? Нет, уже 12. Все просто. Подпишись на инстаграм Capital FM. Под постом о розыгрыше отметь пятерых друзей. Лови кодовые слова в эфире. И каждую пятницу получи шанс выиграть один из главных призов. Не получилось? Не расстраивайся. Есть еще много поощрительных призов. Дай 5. Give me five. Уже завтра. Подробности на capitalfm.moscow. Предложение не является публичной офертой. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to part five of Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore, and you know it's it's not great weather outside in Moscow. Um, we always urge people to stay safe, wear your mask, and to take care of yourselves, and don't make unnecessary journeys if you can, because. COVID numbers have come down a little bit in Moscow, but not enough to think, okay, we're all grand and hunky-dory. We're going to go back to Justin out in Galway in just one moment. Um, Before I do, of course, say that, of course, we're five years old. Tomorrow is starting the, or will start the uh, prize, well, uh, competition to win an iPhone 12. So just remember, you have to sign up to our Instagram page, Capital FM Moscow. And uh, yeah, just uh, fingers crossed you will win. Of course, they'll be announcing the first one on Friday, just going Friday. Okay, Um, folks, when we're speaking about mental health and so on and so forth, we always take it seriously here. And again, like I said, the the, the crap that is coming the way of um, Archum Juba is not unusual to for footballers or athletes to, to, to get this nonsense. But it's a very, very fine line of when is too much, too much. When, when does this person just snap and say, I can't take this anymore? And at the end of it all, if God forbid, Archum, who's been one of the most hardest working, most dedicated athletes and people who give so much back to the community. I mean, during COVID, he was organizing, paying for and and, and even delivering sometimes as well privately um, uh, messages or I say product or like um, food and so on and so forth and medicines to a lot of um, uh, you know veterans of football and people who are basically in, in need of support. He also helps young athletes, young footballers. He's been very, very vocal on mental health. Now, God forbid if all this nonsense comes in his way that he does just, it's too much for him. What happens then? And again, most of these people are all the online warriors who are attacking. So we have to think about what we post and tweet. I'm as guilty as anybody else, but as I've gotten older, as time has passed, I've started to cop on to myself and realize that, you know what, we're all human and it's not worth it. Okay. And again, I'm saying that because in Russia, okay, in 2016, it it stayed the same Uh, for men, the highest suicide rate in the world. Women ranked 31st, but Russia is one of the, the countries with the, the highest rate of suicide in the world. Okay? A lot of we don't speak about it. And this comes back to our kids because I've seen it myself where we're saying that, you know, um, one case is a, a case of a suicide of a student. And we were told by the administration, be quiet. Don't say anything. Now, luckily, in other universities, um, colleges, that has that is so much better and more advanced. And that's the most important thing. 
you know, it's 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 okay to speak about these things. And that's why we're bringing Justin back in to have a chat about that. Justin, listen, thank you for your time this evening, first of all. Uh, I know that you wish you had gone to a, a boarding school, but I don't think you want to be <laughs> in the boarding schools that these two uh, hooligans were in. Um, <laughs> but yeah. um, listen, just uh, leading into it, uh, I mean, how common are, 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 are either suicidal thoughts or ideation and suicides amongst young people? What rates are we looking at? Is it a catastrophe? Well, look, I, I, I think, Alan, what we would what we would say is that before we start, um, before you start uh, talking about, let's say, the more severe um, uh, side of the spectrum when it comes to people experiencing difficulty with the mental health, it's important to, to remind ourselves what mental health is, you know, and, and what is... Uh, uh, what are the kind of experiences that people have because oftentimes what, what tends to happen is we tend to focus on the more extreme side of it as you mentioned like suicidal ideation um, and people who might have attempted suicide and as you said tragedies like people who have, who have died by suicide but I think it's, it's important to remember that the vast majority of people um, our mental health is part of who we like for every single person our mental health is part of who we are um, and we like to think of your mental health as almost like a scale. And either side of the scale is, uh, is, is the good side, as in you're doing well and you've got good mental health. And then there's the opposite side of the scale, which is uh, when you're not doing so well. And often, you know, one, one, one thing, um, uh, you know, your mental health is never just affected by one thing. You know, you, you mentioned some examples there of, of, of people who are, you know, struggling with online abuse or whatever. Like the reality is, is that like we all have so many different elements to our lives. And oftentimes when your mental health isn't going so well, there's so many different things that can be happening that can be affecting, that can like almost be a domino effect. One thing over something else, which knocks over something else, which which kind of leads to, um, which kind of leads to growth of, of difficulties in mental health. And, and it's important to recognize and, and realize that anybody who, who is experiencing difficulties or, or, or challenges the mental health, it's never just one thing that causes it. It's, it's always like, um, uh, uh, it's, it's generally like a, a combination of things. Um, and what we really have to do as a society is begin to, and, and you know, like, you know, as, as you know, in Ireland, um, you know, culture change around mental health is something that doesn't come quickly um, and that takes uh, a long time. But I do think uh, things to change but like similar in Ireland as to some of the statistics you mentioned there in terms of Russia you know we have the number one cause of death for young men between the ages of 17 and 24 in Ireland is death by suicide uh, we also have really significant um, statistics around people presenting to A&E in hospitals with self-harm injuries um, so it, it is a, a, a crisis problem here as it is elsewhere but I do think though that opportunities like you know even myself coming on talking to yourself um, and and getting the opportunity to start to open up the conversation around mental health and to to bring it back to our own experiences uh, day to day because once we start to do that we start to understand what mental health is and then we also understand or begin to understand the role that each one of has each one of us has to support our own mental health and then by extension Alan, how we support the mental health of people that we care about and that is the most important thing because again it's it's like they say on the on the airplane Put on your mask first before you, you look after the, the child sitting beside you. So it is that kind of you have to help yourself in order that you live to help the next person to you. Um, now, let, let's speak about um, Jigsaw, which you are, mm. are, are in, the, 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 the charity that you're involved with. The, 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 mm. You know, I mean, you know, the, so the headline is Young People's Health in Mind. And that mm. the, your, your goal, like your, your goal is that to make sure that every young person's men, mental health is valued and supported. Tell us about Jigsaw and how you make sure that young people's mental health is valued and supported. 
Well, I, I think I think the two really important, the most important words that you mentioned there, um, Alan, are valued and supported, right? So when we talk about valued, uh, what we're working towards is a society that uh, respects and values where young people are at with their journey with their mental health. And essentially what that is, is firstly breaking down stigma. So uh, in Ireland, and again, I'm sure it's the same uh, internationally, that, that we would have had a history of institutionalizing uh, people who are experiencing challenges with their mental health. You know, as, as you mentioned, I'm from Galway, and um, uh, when I was growing up, uh, my father used to always threaten me whenever I was bold that he'd send me to Ballinasloe. <laughs> now, Ballinasloe, as, as some of your listeners might know, is, is, a, as, is a rural town in rural, in, in rural Ireland, but the one thing that Ballinasloe was most known for was that it had the largest mental institution in the country, St. Bridget's, that at one stage had 12,000, uh, and they didn't call them patients, they called them inmates. And Culturally, we had we had this idea that uh, mental health and people uh, challenged with mental health was to be put behind big grey stone walls at the end of at the edge of towns, uh, and that led to um, also this this uh, this stigmatization in our own mind around mental health that it was something to be shamed of, it was something to be hidden, it was something to be not addressed, not spoken of, uh, and so on. And when we talk about valuing, we are really working <coughs> to ensure that. We do have uh, um, a very much that mental health is front and centre, uh, that we do that we do respect and value where young people are at in their journey, and that we do work to ensure that we as a society value and respect, so that we lose the the uh, the the old adage of "I you'll be grand" or "get over it," uh, and st- instead we become good listeners and uh, and we are there to uh, to respect where the young people are at that's the valuing part and then the second part is the supportive and when we talk about supportive we're not just saying that jigsaw are the only um, the only uh, line of support there we work uh, the area that we work in is called early intervention so essentially what that is is that we want to get in as early as we can with young people as they're on their journey so that we can we can we can stop their their issues progressing we can work with them sorry to give them the skills and tools to stop their their challenges progressing and when we talk about early intervention and that support for your mental health, that's not just about jigsaw. Actually, that starts with the young person themselves. That early intervention support is also the parents. It's also their brothers and sisters. It's their granny. It's their granddad. It's also their sports coach, which is really important. And I can dwell on that a little bit, a little bit more in a bit. But um, so, so essentially, supportive is not just about services. It's also about the role and responsibility every one of us play in supporting young people with mental health. And you're so right. But we cannot support so much mental health if we're not also looking after ourselves because if we're not looking after ourselves how can we then be be uh, fully supportive to uh, to a young person when they need it okay i mean again you're dead right with that um role of a sports coach how can a sports coach of young people help well the 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 uh, um you know they're, they're fundamentally they're 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 a fundamental help and support and and and, and again everything we do uh, is uh, is evidence informed so we we do we do a considerable we're actually the most the most significant researcher of young people's mental health in in, in Ireland but we uh, undertook uh, the single biggest piece of research ever undertaken on young people and their mental health back in 2012 it was called the my world survey and uh, when we did that survey we interviewed over 19,000 young people across Ireland and one of the key findings we got from that, um, Alan, was that seventy um, percent uh, of young people who said that they had positive mental health or good mental well-being said that the number one important factor in their life to have that good mental health was to have what they called one good adult, or that supportive adult that they felt like that they could turn to and 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 talk to. And and not surprisingly, you know, I think thirty, thirty-eight, or forty percent 
of young people said that that one good adult was their parent, which is understandable. But that means that 60% of the young people uh, said that there was other adults who were that supportive one good adult. And a huge portion of those uh, identified uh, that sports coach was... Uh, was important. And look, we can all remember back, like I, I remember back playing um, playing sports underage. I remember particular a coach I had playing hurling and um, he was uh, he was just a guy that I, I never did turn to him and talk to him about challenges that I was going through, but I always felt like I could. And I think if we ever think about our own lives, we think, uh, be it through sport or be it through your own personal life, just think about the, the, the person you felt like you could have turned to. That was your one good adult. And the thing is, I think for a lot of coaches, particularly involved in sport, they don't necessarily, they wouldn't even consider or think of themselves in that light, whereas the young person would. So that is why we are so focused in Jigsaw about working um, with uh, with uh, organizations that work directly with young people and sport obviously been been a huge part of that. Uh, to develop to, to to start to work with um, those um, uh, sporting organisations, deliver some of our our training, and we have a, um, we have uh, worked a lot with, including the GEA, includes with the IRFU, FAI, all the large sporting organisations, to start delivering our what's called the One Good Coach program, which is a mental health awareness training program for coaches um, that's proving really really successful, and and uh, I think is certainly changing a lot of attitudes. Listen, we're, we're almost out of time in the segment, but I want to um, ask, because I know I'm going to ask you to come on again, because everything you're saying is absolute, it's brilliant and something we need to discuss more here in Russia. And of course, we always have time for it here in Capital Sports. Um, one thing that I noticed, you've done research on it, and it's very important, and I'm as guilty as the next person of neglecting it, and that is sleep. Yes, you know it's funny you mention that because um, uh, some of some of the uh, some uh, a lot of uh, my clinical colleagues who are meeting young people face to face in delivery of our services are saying that one of the particularly with the one, one, particularly with the COVID crisis, but but not just COVID, but um, that one of the one of the biggest symptoms of uh, increasing uh, challenges with people and their mental health. So if somebody is going through, let's say, heightened anxiety or or stress or whatever, one of the, the, the key symptoms of that is actually impact on their sleep. And, and, and that then exasperates the problem so much more. Uh, and sleep is so f- absolutely important. And it is completely under um, underestimated uh, about how important it is. And, you know, I always find it funny when you hear things like, you know, people used to talk about the likes of Margaret Thatcher being able to survive on four hours sleep a night and this kind of stuff. Well, actually, like most people do need to get a good quality um, you know, seven or eight hours, and young people particularly, Alan, need to get their their sleep because it has such a, a pronounced uh, impact, and it does it does absolutely exasperate, um, and and it is a major uh, factor in in progression into more serious mental health issues. Justin, thank you so much for that. Um, you know, you've been absolutely we call it here balsam or balsam for our souls here. It's been brilliant. Thank you so so much. And look, I'd ask you, will you come on again in in a couple of weeks to have a bit of a chat, and we'll sort of. Um, to have a really, really good dig into the issue. As I said, I'd never miss the opportunity to speak to the people of Russia, so absolutely. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much. Listen, <laughs> Listen, look after yourself and enjoy lovely Galway. Pleasure, thanks. Cheers. Okay, that was just my terrible. Oh, Jigsaw. Jigsaw.ie for more information on that. Folks, again, your mental health is your wealth, not just your health. We're going out to the break right now with Kanye West and Stronger. Back after the break with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Um, you're going to enjoy this one. Sports with Alan Moore. 
can't wait much longer I know I got to be right now Cause I can't get much stronger Man, I've been waiting all night, man That's how long I've been on ya Let's get lost tonight You could be my black Kate Moss tonight Play secretary on the ball tonight And you don't give a fuck what they all say, right? Awesome, the Christian and Christian Dior Damn, they don't make them like this anymore I ask, cause I'm not sure Do anybody make real shit anymore? Bow in the presence of greatness Cause right now, that has forsaken us You should be honored by my lateness That I would even show up to this fake shit So go ahead, go nuts, go ace shit Especially in my pastel on my plate shit Act like you can't tell who made this new gospel Homie, take six and take this, haters Yeah, that, 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 that don't kill me Can only make me stronger I need you to hurry up, man Cause I can't wait much longer I know I got to be right now Cause I can't get much stronger That's how long I've been on ya Me like you I don't know if you get a man or not If you make plans or not If God put me in your plans or not I'm tripping this drink, got me saying a lot But I know that God put you in front of me So how the hell could you front on me? It's a thousand years Only one of me, I'm tripping, I'm caught up in the moment, right? Cause it's Louis Vuitton Dine Night. So we gon' do everything the kind like. Heard they do anything for a Klondike. Well, I'll do anything for a blind dike. And she'll do anything for the limelight. And we'll do anything when the time's right. Uh, baby, you're making it. Faster, Like I never told ya Don't act like I told ya uh. Don't act like I told ya Don't act like I told ya Don't act like I told ya uh. Baby, you're making it Faster, stronger That, 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 that don't kill me Can only make me stronger I need you to hurry up, man Cause I can't wait much longer You know how long I've been on ya Since Chris was on Aquilonia Since OJ had icy toners Don't act like I never told ya You know how long I've been on ya Since Chris was on Aquilonia Since OJ had icy toners Don't act like I never told ya 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 Never told ya
Capital FM. Пять лет. В честь праздника мы запускаем акцию Day 5. Day 5. Give me five. Хочешь получить беспроводные наушники, планшет, умные часы или даже крутой смартфон? Нет, уже 12. Все просто. Подпишись на инстаграм Capital FM. Под постом о розыгрыше отметь пятерых друзей. Лови кодовые слова в эфире. И каждую пятницу получи шанс выиграть один из главных призов. Не получилось? Не расстраивайся. Есть еще много поощрительных призов. Дай пять. Give me five. Уже завтра. Подробности на capitalfm.moscow. Предложение не является публичной офертой. Пока я покупаю билет, ты бежишь за попкорном. Проходим на свои места. Главное не пропустить начало. И вот оно начинается. Ты не слышишь, как суетятся опоздавшие? Потому что большой экран поглотил тебя. Звук завораживает тебя. Ты плачешь, смеешься. Уходишь от погони. Падаешь в пропасть и взлетаешь до небес. Ты забываешь обо всем. Потому что ты в кино. Идем в кино. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to part four, part six, even of Capital Sports tonight. It is our big Fat Filthy quiz. We have six participants tonight with us. One couldn't join, but well, next week we're going to sort that out and get them involved with us. Um, okay, uh, folks, that game between Arsenal and Aston Villa has a goal. Trezeguet has scored for Aston Villa, bundled in the back post, one nil Aston Villa over Arsenal. Right, I'm going to do a roll call of our. Our, our, our basket of deplorables or unmentionables or whatever you want to call them. Um, Nazar, you're there? Double N? Yep, yep, I'm here. Okay. Peter P, you're there? Present. Okay. Andrew Flint, you're with us? Just about hanging. <laughs> hanging, okay. Handy Andy Mack, you're with us? Okay, okay. Uh, I hope you're still in the car park and not somewhere else. So, okay. Uh, Isilt Cody, you're there with us. On show. Okay. And finally, Alex B, you're there with us. Alex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Alex, listen, thank you for joining us. I know you are under mad pressure at work right now. So, appreciate it. I hope that we will make your time worth it this evening. So, we're <laughs> going to start off right away. Double N is first up. This is the, 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 the topic of this round is Ballon d'Or winners. Okay. So, best footballer in Europe, in UEFA uh, winners. So, the very, very first one, you have to give me the family name. So, first question, Double N. Alfredo. What's his family name? Alfredo. Come on. Alfredo. Gonzalez. I don't know. <laughs> no. Di Stefano. Unlucky. Well, yeah, you, got, you kind of got it right. You're in the right kind of region. Uh, okay, number two. Peter P. Johan. Johan. What's the family name? Um, Smith. <laughs> no, this is not the missing word round. Well, it is. No, oh no, it's wrong. It is actually Cruyff. Oh my goodness! At least you didn't ask. What is this about again? Uh, right, uh, number three, Andrew Flint, Kevin. Oh, let me know. Why am I getting a mind blank? Just Keegan. Keegan, well done, well done, well done, Andy Mack. 
George. Where? What? Where? Where was he? Say it again. Where? Why? When? George Where? George Where? Well done. Okay. Isol Cody. Pavel. Mm-hmm. Pavel. Pavel. Yeah. Oh God. It's Easy a Slav- one. Yeah, it's a Slavic for Paul. But anyway, but Pavel. That doesn't. That I'm giving you a hint. I'm. Bl- yeah, lovely blonde hair. Yeah, really nice blonde hair. I've got nothing in my head right now. All I can think of is Messi, and I don't know why. <laughs> no, it's not Pavel Messi. No, it's Pavel Nedved. Nedved. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, Alex B, you are an expert on this kind of uh, area. Uh, you're writing a thesis on it, I believe. So, um, Fabio. Fabio. Fabio Maldonado. Oh, good, good. You're not actually... Listen, you're kind of in the right region. It's Cannavaro. Cannavaro. Okay, unlucky. Uh, right, we're going to move on. This is the one where you can make up a bit of ground. Uh, this week, it's two points for a, a, an interesting answer and four for the correct answer. So, double N. Loco grab what in Moscow? This is last week. This was on the ESPN website. Loco grab what in Moscow? Grab a point. <gasps> a late point. Late point. Yeah, I'm, listen, I'm going to I'm going to give you three. Okay, I'll give you three points for that. All right, not to I'll give, because you, you you got it almost correct. Okay, Peter P. Oh, this is <laughs> this is by chance. Patriots are what to what ever. <laughs> Patriots are are completely done for. <laughs> yeah, it's actually falling to worst season ever. Listen, I'm going to give you. a I'll give you two points. Oh, no, I'm going to give you three. How, how, about a, how, about, how about a three? How about a I'll three? give you three. I'll give you three. You've negotiated well. Well done. Because you're a Boston boy and it hurts to like slag off your own team, so I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you. Andrew Flint. Chris Froome is fast becoming what? Chris Froome is fast becoming what? This is from Cycling Weekly. It's fast becoming irrelevant. Oh my god, yes, four points. Four points. That is brilliant. Well yes. done. Okay. Andy Mack, nice one for you. This was from, uh, actually, it's from, I think it's from uh, Russia today, actually. Kostya Chu, the boxer, former world champion, tells Habib supporters to what? Um, this is find course, a hero in Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> no, no, it's. Uh, I'm going to give you two for that because it is funny, but no, um, it's to get real because it was because of the hero of Russia that the, that one deputy was calling for, and actually, Habib supporters were like, mm, no, that's usually for heroes who like you know in war or like um, firemen and nurses and so, so on. Anyway, uh, that's related to that. Bonnie Tyler as well, yes, of course. Uh, Isolt, for you, Sacco, this is a legal one, Sacco wins his what, but what loses? Sacco wins his case? Yes. But, well, Wada loses. No! Go on. But I don't think that's... Oh. It's not Wada. Case is correct. Liverpool loses out. No. Because they didn't have him for the Europa Cup final. I'm going back a while. No, it's football. Football is it. But I'm going to give you three points because oh, you were very good. I okay. I, like that. I don't know if I like that answer, though. 
I know. Even though it's the correct I, I know, football loses. Okay, um, all right. And finally, Alex B, this is a good one for you. Scotland may be Trump's what? Now, bear in mind, he owns property in Scotland. He owns a golfer's uh, golf next, horse. Next victim. <laughs> next victim. Uh, next victim. I, I, I really like that, Alex. It's actually last resort, but I'm going to give you three points. I will, because it, no, they, they are going to be... I'm just handing points away. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> excuse me. So, uh, right, going into the final round where it's five points at play. Uh, Andrew Flint is on five points. Um, and everyone else is on three. Okay, so it's, uh, it's all to play for. Okay, so uh, starting off, double N. French Cup Finals. French Cup Finals, okay. In 2009, Gancomp were the last winners who were not in the top division in France. Is that true or false? Uh, I'd say true. Well done. You said right. That is okay. You're up on eight points. So you're in the lead right now for a moment. Peter P could catch you up. Peter P, your special subject, French Football Cup Finals. Only two... Um, two uh, cup, fi- cup finals, uh, or sorry, two teams outside of the cup final, or outside of the first division, have won the French Cup final. Um, one of the other ones, of course, we had Gancomp. The other one was Le Havre or Auxerre. Le Havre, Le Havre or Auxerre? Uh, the previous. Which is appreciate because both of them are free. Le Havre or Auxerre? I Come. cannot pronounce uh, the teams you, you mentioned. Okay, the first one or the second one? <laughs> I'll go for the for the second one. I'll take the second one. You should have gone for the first one. <laughs> you should have ah. gone. Oh, no, Peter. Oh, my God. Just like Tom Brady, you threw an interception. Okay, uh, Andrew Flint. We're going to motor through this one. Uh, who has won the most finals, Marseille or PSG? Uh, Marseille, I'm going for. Oh, good God, you should have gone for PSG. PSG have won more. PSG have won oh. more. You have scuppered your chance. Double N is in the lead right now, but it's all to play for. Um, okay, uh, Andy Mack. Lons have never won a final, okay? They have been in how many finals? Three or four? Um, four. Lons. I'm going to go with three. You went right. Well done. Well done. Okay. Eight points. Okay. So we have two now uh, joint leaders. Okay. Isolt, who has won more cups? Monaco or Saint-Étienne? Saint-Étienne. Who's won more? Monaco or Saint-Étienne? I am going to go with Saint-Étienne. Oh, old school. Nice one. You are correct. You're on eight points now as well. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, because Saint-Étienne won six and Monaco won five. PSG, this is for Alex B. Okay, Alex, come on. You need this one and you're going to be in a joint. You're going to share of a four-way at the top of the table. So, PSG have won five of the last six. Which club beat them in 2019? Was it Bordeaux or Rennes? Bordeaux or Rennes? Alex B. Uh, okay. It was Bordeaux. It was Bordeaux. No, it was Rennes. <laughs> it was Rennes. Oh my goodness. Okay, I am. Okay, I'm sorry, but okay. This is. Um, we've just a minute left to go in this, so I'm going to uh, quick. This is between Double N, Andrew Flint, and uh, sorry, between Double N, Andy Mack, and Eastolt. Okay, so I'm going to start off with ladies first. Eastolt. Okay, very simple one for you. Uh, 
How many goals has Harry Kane scored in the English Premier League? He has scored 200 and... Oh, no, that's 201. This is oh, 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 oh. Was that your answer? I'm going to no? go 150. And, uh, I know how many he scored for Tottenham, but I'm going with 150. Correct. You are correct. Okay, well done. <laughs> well done. Okay. <gasps> okay. To double N, you're coming next. Which team right now sits top of the Russian Premier League? Which team is top of the Russian Premier League right now? You've got three seconds. Three, two, one. Lokomotiv is incorrect. It is Siska mm-hmm. Moscow. Okay. Andy Mack. Final one for you. you. You need to get this. This is sudden death, okay? You will be punished brutally for this. Which team? Lovely. <laughs> which team are bottom of the Russian Premier League right now? Oh. Um, Ufa. Oh, well done. You got that correct. Okay, well done. Okay. Uh, Isolt, this is now, this is going to get serious because we are really seriously running out of time right now, okay? So, um, Isolt. Tambov played their home games in Saransk or Nizhny Novgorod? I'm going to go with Saransk so I can pronounce that. <laughs> You're correct. You're right. Okay. Okay. Andy Mack for you now. Okay. A very, very simple one. Are Ural Yekaterinburg above or below Arsenal Tula? Right now on the table. Drew to it. Above. You are correct. Listen, do you know what? I'm going to call tonight a draw. Are you guys all happy with that? Um, we are, except for one thing. I have been training the... Well, I've been training <laughs> one of the other people. We've been doing a bit of work on singing. <laughs> oh, so, oh, God, no. Okay. Okay. Go on. Andy, you better join me on this now. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to try and sing La Breha, Hunadit. Your line there, Andy. Hunadit. Uh, in Irish, we sang you happy birthday. You've got older, and I'm sure that's after adding an extra year. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> thank you so, so much. You guys are simply the best. Listen, thank you very, very much. I'll talk with you all next week. And congratulations to you all for, well, putting up with me for the last uh, little while. So thank you very much. Have a great week ahead, guys. Thanks. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Okay, folks, that is the end. Uh, as you kind of guessed, yes, it was my birthday, so I'm getting treated from uh, colleagues and friends. And honestly, normally I don't like my birthday, but uh, I am learning to enjoy it. And folks, I want you guys to enjoy the coming week, to have fun. Um, you know, it was a tough L one for all of us. It's going to be a little bit tougher still, but remember that we are all going to win. We are all our winners. We're going to get to the break right now with uh, a dedication to Mrs. Flint, Andrew's mom. This is George Ezra and Pretty Shining shining People even. Had to get those false teeth fixed. One year older and one year worse. Folks, thank you again for your time this evening. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back of course next week. So until then, I'm Alan Moore saying take care of yourselves and each other. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Me and Sam in the car, talking about America Heading to the wishing well, we've reached our last resort yeah. I turned to him, said, man, help me out I feel I'm on an island in an ocean full of change Can't bring myself to dive into an ocean full of change